Welcome in, everybody, to the Power Option Podcast. Just running the damn ball from west to east. Uh, here again for week eight with uh, my co-host, Garrett. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. It was a, a week of a handful of really tight, interesting games. Uh, did we learn a lot? Probably not, but... It was a good week of football. Yeah, it really was. Now, I, I don't I don't want to get on a huge tangent here. I know we didn't talk about this prior to the recording, but I do want to get your general thoughts. Does this, the sign-stealing situation that's happening at Michigan that we're learning about, does it does it really matter? Like like baseball and baseball, they're stealing signs. I'm not saying they're they're stealing them, but like that's it's a regularly practiced thing. Like how much does it really matter? I've been back and forth on it because I've been paying a lot of attention about how people speak it. How people are speaking about this, right? There is a, 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 a two things that are happening. I think it's the truest thing. There's one thing that's happening saying, hey, Michigan's fans, this is not nothing. Like if you get caught doing something like this, there should be a penalty. Yeah. But I also agree with the people that are saying, yeah, sign stealing. It's just like you still got to line up and play. Like Dion said, you got to line up and play. Like, like you, your job as a team is to make it so that people can't just steal your signs and people can't do that. And, and you should still have the ability to play better if it play better. But I think when you're a team as a quality of Michigan and you're playing teams that are less the quality, having that advantage turns into a big advantage. So I don't know. I, I'm not in the camp where I want to say burn them down. Like, the, the, matter of fact, the only reason that I would even care that they're getting it is because uh, Harbaugh is such a big, like, oh, everybody's cheating. We're unlike these cheaters. Mm-hmm. So he's a big pussy about it. Right. And so I want to see him get his by just doing some stupid bullshit. But other than that, I do, like, if it was somebody else, I'd just say, okay, give him a little bit of a slap on the wrist. It's fine. Move on. Yeah, I'm. I'm in that. I. Th- I think that's a good way to say. It. Like, especially with the comment about, you still got to play the game. You know, just because you know. I mean, there's like even something like play action, which, which is sort of if when play action's running, running well, you're kind of deceiving the defense and otherwise. You've really established the run game. Shout out T Chase and, <laughs> and. And so then the defense has to react to a situation where, like, you don't know if the ball's going to get handed off or not, and so so you still have to you have to respect it. And and as a as I was growing up playing playing um, football, as I'm sure many of the listeners, there was always that that comment of like, don't cheat, you know, make sure you stay true to the position that you're doing, make sure that you're staying true to the, to to the your objectives as a one player inside of the offense or defense that you're with. So like, just because, just because you know something about somebody or you might be able to, doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that you should, you know, you should react purely based on that. You could be getting tricked. You could be getting double tricked. So that, and that's kind of why I was, why I thought about it and why I was bringing it up. Cause as I, I've, I've honestly read very little about it in my mind. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't even know if Michigan's good or not. Like it's it's still yet to be decided. Um, And so, so like, I don't know if it's a big deal. Um, I think, yeah, to your other point about Harbaugh, like, f- you know, fuck him. Cause he's always like, Oh, we could do whatever, but and we're not like mm-hmm. those other guys. We keep a true thing. And that's silly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come mm-hmm. on now, Harbaugh. So, um, you know, you're at the yeah, biggest I care, this world, is, like, Honestly, I honestly carry more about 
the hardness of it all than I care about the cheating. Yeah, yeah like, I, I care agree. more about the fact that you are the guy that absolutely cannot get caught in bullshit like this with the way you cry and whine and complain and talk about how clean your program is. Like this is bullshit. Like even if it's not a big deal, you know how bad it looks. Right. How it's going to look to every other fan base in the country. Like they're talking. I saw today that they're talking about maybe taking Michigan off the betting books because of this. Oh. Like that's. That's something that'll look again. No matter how bad it is, that looks really serious. Right. And so the NCAA is probably gonna have to come down hard because they can't say, "Look, we can't have Vegas putting our the integrity of it in question." Now, obviously, Vegas is its own problem because they're creating reasons for people to want to get advantages anyway. Right. Right. So I'm not giving Vegas a clear path on being the moral high ground here but it certainly got consequences and the consequences could be enough that you've got to do something about it even if the actual crime isn't that big of a deal yeah 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 and so i, I and i think to that or I, I really hope that something something happens that this isn't this doesn't end up being like a real you know just a really soft slap on the wrist like i hope it's and I don't even know again because I don't really care that much, and I don't know how big of a deal it is. But it would—it seems like if nothing happens to to them, um, and you know, if, South, if Vegas saying no, we're going to get you off the books, like that's that's significant. Or the NCAA does something. I hope that something happens because there needs to be. I I, I would hate for something a, a program like Michigan, so you know, in the real foundation of college football throughout the ages. Like for them to for them to get away scot free is the most one percenters we can do whatever sure. we want precedent that sure. would be set and it's just and that would be that would be frustrating at least even though I don't know if the how much the punishment really matters or you know how big of a deal this is overall but I do hope that there's something yeah maybe you vacate some wins and you take away a handful of scholarships or something yeah. something tangible that just says look don't. you can't blatantly cheat even yeah. if it's not a big deal, but not like anything that really matters. Yeah. Like the scholarships are gonna matter, you know. So that that does matter. But if you do like five or something, like it's just like it's a small, it's a you lost some wins, and here's a small token of look. You look doesn't matter. We don't want. We don't think it's enough to derail your season, but we do think it's enough that you should have some actual consequences that might cost you a win down the road. I think that would be fine. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, it's interesting, so I want to throw that out yeah. there before we got into these games. Sure, sure. No, that's super interesting. Um, let's look at the week that was uh, week eight. Yeah, week yeah, eight. Week eight. Yep. <laughs> like, like, we're a week away from... CFP standings. Yep, it's it's a, so, it happens as fast it, it, as it, it goes by does. quick, I man. Know. It always does. Yeah, it always goes comes by quick. It's so fast. Yeah, because we're always that's that's what's that's what's so nice kind of about what we do, and so nice about even the expanded playoff will be nice is that we always get to the point where it's just like okay, we're building up to something, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, we're halfway through the season. If we're building up to something, it means we're ignoring results that happened already right you know and i would rather have more results that matter and not be so worried about teams being undefeated as much as i love the undefeated barrier i think that was good for what college football was but i think it's okay now with a lot of with trying to get more competitive teams opportunities that 
you know, we can we can have games that matter more early, but it's okay if a team loses it. It won't eliminate them from the chance of playing for a pl- for a championship. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's look at games. The first game we're going to look at, there is early week. So we've got to this position where we've got early week Conference USA and early week Sun Belt happening with some occasional other things sprinkled in. So in your Conference USA, you're basically your three best teams. Your f- th- yeah, your three best teams maybe played. Um, yeah. I I think probably, um, but one of them can't. Uh, one of them can't play in your conference championship, uh, so they don't get to count. But the first one is that Liberty um, survives at home against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, 42 to 35 Jacksonville State wins a close game against Western Kentucky at home uh, 20 to 17 and also New Mexico State wins at UTEP to put them at three and one in the conference five and three they're having a nice season they just won tonight as a matter of fact too uh, we've got some quality stuff happening uh, FIU, I mean, they, that was their first Conference USA win, but they beat San Jose State, who's looking, who is now the team that's got a good chance for not winning a game, even though I think they'll get one. Oh, you said uh, but you, just meant, the, you meant Sam Houston. Oh, sorry, yes, uh, Sam Houston, not San Jose. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Sam Houston, uh, who's 0-7. So that, that's our early chunk of Conference USA games. Do you have anything you want to talk about on these ones? I, I mean, those, uh, it, it's pretty... Um, Nothing huge, you know. These games were. It was nice to have some some early week, you know, appetizers, um, to to be able to watch games um, like these ones. But nothing, you know, nothing super exciting here. Unfortunate for Sam Houston that uh, they got the. Yeah, they're still they're still over, um, and hope maybe they'll maybe they'll find a way to get a win um, the remainder of the season. I don't know. I don't know how likely that is. Um, the Jacksonville State Western Kentucky game, um, just fun. I didn't. I wasn't watching it in time. I just seen some of the high, highlights. It was a little bit closer. It was kind of nice. So I know I've been. I said it a bunch, and I'm gonna say it again tonight a bunch. Um, you know the Sun Sun Belt. I love watching me some Sun Belt football. But this is this was been a nice week for the Conference USA where there was some stuff happening that was really really interesting. You know, yeah, Liberty who can't. Liberty's the one who can't play right. No, Liberty can. Oh, Liberty Jacksonville good. State can't. Jacksonville State and right. Sam Houston couldn't play. Yeah. So yeah. Obviously, so, that's not a problem for Sam Houston, but yeah. And Liberty, Liberty, is very interesting as as like another uh, another Group Five as compared to James Madison. James Madison can't do anything um, at the end of the, yeah. their season, but but like right. it's kind of cool that we have two, you know, a seven and zero, a seven and zero Liberty Conference USA team and a seven and zero James Madison Sun Belt team that, that you know kind of bubble into the top. So I, you know, it's it's cool. I think the conference USA is it's a it's a fun little conference. It's not it's not it's not hitting those bangers like the Sun Belt does for me. But I still like to pop into these games. These are some good ones, especially to start the week. Well, yeah, Liberty, uh, Liberty, New Mexico State won tonight. So Liberty is now eight and zero. New Mexico State six and three and four and one in conference. Western Kentucky slips to two and two, and their, their title game hopes uh, are fading rather quickly. Um, so Conference USA still everything to play for at the top. I mean, you're going to get a rematch. There's no division, so you you get a rematch. Mm-hmm. But uh, New Mexico State ha- has a good uh, a good shot at it. Let's see, do they play Liberty still? They already lost to Liberty. Um, 
but they do still have Western Kentucky and Jacksonville State, so they certainly have a chance for a few losses on the uh, coming up. But it'll be interesting at the top of Conference USA. Uh, we also had um, some early week uh, American and some early week Sun Belt. Uh, South Alabama uh, beats uh, Southern Miss 55 to three. South Alabama at home. Uh, James Madison goes to 7-0 and against Marshall on the road. And in the AAC, Rice beats the crap out of Tulsa. Rice is 4-3, and and they won 42-10. to And SMU blew out Temple uh, 55-0 at Temple. Temple is a sad program that I don't understand why is so sad. I, I I don't think there's. I feel like Temple has always been sad. It's oh all, yeah, but they've had a couple like when Al Golden was there before he went to Miami. They were good for a little bit. Um, somebody else, somebody else had them pretty decent for a little while. Uh, oh really? You feel like uh, yeah? Maybe there was one time when I was when I was young. I was watching. They had like a little thing on Temple. Um, ESPN did it, and I, it was like just little like here's the school and that kind of stuff, and they were showing them because they play. I don't know if they still play where the where the Eagles play. I think that they do. Uh, yeah, they they yeah. did. They moved they moved to the link. Yeah, uh, and it's just it was just such a sad sight. There was like eight people in the crowd in this giant stadium, and and they were getting beat, and it was just a sad. It was just a sad story, and I feel like that's always the that's always the heartbeat of Temple football. Which is a bummer, but it is what it is. I don't. Yeah, I, Matt Rule went ten and four there. Oh, all right. Um, Al Gold, Steve Adazio went nine and four. Al Golden went eight and four and nine and four. So they had a run from two thousand and nine. Uh, then they had a couple of down years, and then they picked it back up. Um, they had a run from two thousand nine to twenty nineteen, where they were good all of those years, but two. Wow. Uh, three. I mean, they were 500, bad, bad 500. But they had a couple golden years. But, yeah, between that time from 1991 to 2008, they had nothing going for them. And since they were good in 2019, they've fallen back off the, you know, fallen back to the depths again. But it just feels like they should be better. Like, there's been enough people that have gotten some decent success out of them that you'd think that they could put something together, but they don't. Yeah, and they are also in that part of the country where, like, like in my mind, and, and this is just purely my own bias, that, like, I feel like the American is kind of a nice conference for them. I, it's almost, it almost feels a little bit too big for them in some ways. I mean, I guess I, should, I can't say that because the bottom four are UAB, Eastern Carolina, Charlotte. So it's not, like, it's not like the American is running away with all these great teams or anything, but it seems like Temple should be, like, a Conference USA or whatever. But because they're up there, you know, up there in the Northeast and they're in a good spot, they're going to be around a lot of be able to, or a lot of other teams and situations that kind of puts them a little bit higher so i it's possible that somebody could you know i'm not saying that temple's going to get a Deion sanders but it's a type of it's a type of school and in an area you know in philadelphia and and a very you know a very well-renowned school for the academics and and you know i think i think i'm sure it costs quite a bit of money to go there so they could probably you know scrounge up some for football i, I think that it might be a cultural thing uh you know a school cultural thing that yeah, they're just like I ah, mean, it is what it is but philadelphia is like, not a Philadelphia is not a haven for foot for football, right? And so I kind of get it. Certainly better for basketball, but you'd think that they could. I mean, you'd think that they could at least hang with Rutgers. Yeah, that's what. Right? And, and you'd that's think what that I they mean. could be about Rutgers, but Temple was like in the MAC for a while, and they weren't very good. 
Like they've been all over the place, and they haven't been great. Yeah. See, so, and it made, and honestly, it makes more sense. Want, it makes more sense to me. I don't that understand it only because they've, they've been good. Like, why haven't they been able to sustain being good? They're the only option that there are there. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's very true. That's very. And you think you'd be able to dip into some recruiting, like northern, you know, upstate New York mm. and. And Maryland, like, there's a bunch, there's recruit, there's kids coming out of there that are doing stuff that I'm sure that you could get to go to Temple and, you know, depending on this coach. I don't know, maybe we'll see a new age Deion Sanders go to go to Temple and all of a sudden Temple. I don't be even think you have to be that be good. Awesome. I mean, I like, I think you just have to be Al Golden. You don't even have to be great. You can be, you know, Steve Adazio, who's not that great, did well there for a few years. You know, Matt Rule took his little quick stop there and built something that he's probably going to be building in. Nebraska. Yeah, right, right. It seems like there's enough tools if you got somebody and you just wanted them to stay there. They must not pay people. That must yeah, be the deal. And, and I, yeah. considering their conference affiliation, I get it. But that's got to be the issue. Yeah, and that's and that's also what I was. That's what I was saying earlier too. It's like I think maybe it's just a cultural thing that they're just like it is what it is. Like we're gonna play football. We're big enough to play FBS football, but that's all we care to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, SMU very good, undefeated in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice two and one in the conference, playing really well. Um, it's going to be another. It's going to be very similar to Conference USA, where the, the kind of the race at the top is between a handful of teams, and somebody's going to be a surprise uh, conference championship uh, team. Yeah, uh, but the top three is going to be fun. I mean, Tulane, yeah. SMU, and UTSA are all good. Yeah. Yeah, ranked Tulane, uh, they're going to have some battles. Memphis is not bad. Mm-hmm. Like there's quality. There's quality there. We'll get to Memphis uh, here not too fir- too long. But first, we've got a couple of the big games of the day. We had first off Ohio State defend home turf and beat State Penn State twelve to twenty. Uh, Penn State's offensive situation is really bad. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how bad it was. I can't believe anyone thought that they could win any football game, more or less this one, with an offense so limited and poor. I was shocked to my core to see how bad their offense is. And Ohio State's offense is not a lot better. So Ohio State has the best player in the country that you can kind of just go, here, save us. Uh, right. So it wasn't great either direction, but Penn State's offense capabilities was Terrible. Yeah, it's just like like even just looking at the stats. He, Drew Aller for Penn State, eighteen for forty three, uh, hundred ninety one yards total passing and a touchdown. Got sacked three times. Nobody. He he rushed for thirteen yards on three carries, and then their two other the two other guys who had carries they had eighteen carries between the two of them, and neither of them broke fifty yards on the day. Um, yeah. And then their wide receiving core was just, I mean, Aller was obviously not throwing the ball around a bunch, but there's nobody even, there's right. one, uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith had six catches for 52 yards, and he was their, he was their shining star, basically, basically yeah. on the, the entire offense. And it just wasn't really getting found. And I don't think Ohio State has like this lights out defense or anything either, you know. I think no, they do, they fun. actually do have, that was one of the things that, that I found out when I ran my, um, uh, when I ran my adjusted, um, adjusted opponent adjusted EPA uh, thing, um, 
And let's see if I pull up the find my map here. And they were looking they were looking pretty good. Better than you expected? Yeah, if I remember correctly, they were looking pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember you sent it to me. Well, as you're doing that, like, defensively, I mean, defensively right now, against the pass from an EPA perspective, um, all year from the pass, they're 32 ranked um, against the pass across the nation, and then against the run, they're 23. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they're in the better, you know, obviously in the top half of the nation defensively. Yeah, they're, th they're stuff, third so. in in garbage time removed opponent adjusted defense it goes iowa it goes penn state iowa ohio state michigan interesting like their defense compared to their opponents has been considerably better than, and they're like almost in a rarefied space above everybody else uh, comparatively their defense is good and their offense is in the top yeah it looks like in the top 25 30 like they're like one of the reasons they had trouble is Penn State's defense was so good. And some of the reasons they do well is that they have a cheat code at wide receiver, but they have a cheat code at wide receiver. Yeah. And, 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 and at college football, you know, when you're playing or I mean, college football at this level and basically on anyone, it's like if you have a guy, if you have one guy that can do what, what Marvin Harrison Jr. did, 11 catches, 162 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Like if you have a guy that has that capability, like you're going to win games. It doesn't matter if you're playing against Georgia right. or Penn State, you're going to you're going to be, be dangerous at, at any point yeah yeah agreed so uh anyway uh yeah that's penn state had no offense ohio state had a, enough offense ohio state's really good um we'll talk about another team uh that is also really good when we get through the schedule here and we'll have to kind of start making some i think we're gonna have to start making some assumptions here but we'll get there. Uh, but first, I want to get to UCF 29, Oklahoma 31. Oklahoma lets it get close late, but the one of the worst two-point conversion plays I've ever seen be called in the universe, UCF called to take themselves out of an opportunity to win this. In general, Oklahoma looked like the better team. They were decent on offense. EPA per play, 0.07 was good. 51% success rate is great. Uh, they probably, this game shouldn't have really been that close. They lost the turnover battle by one, and they were probably 10 points better. So this is fine um, considering it's a good enough performance against a good enough team. Yeah, and I, I don't, it's, I, I feel like Oklahoma, I'm, I'm not going to burn them. For, for for winning this game so tightly, even though UCF had did that, <laughs> watch that play. You got if whoever's listening to this right now, and just take a moment. If you didn't watch, go go watch that highlight if you can find it. Because yeah, it's a little rough uh, to to see that go down. So yeah, I'm but I'm okay with Oklahoma being like you know deserving of the current spot in the in the top 25 that they are if people want to give them some love i'm okay with i'm okay with that they they have some offensive prowess as oklahoma normally does uh dylan gabriel quarterback uh was 25 for 38 had 253 yards passing three touchdowns he did throw an interception though uh it looks like they lost a f or they had a fumble as well but they didn't lose it so that's all right and then uh, nick anderson um he caught five balls for 105 yards had two touchdowns drake stoops uh I think the cousin or the nephew of Bob, uh, something like right. that. Um, seven catches on sixty yards. So yeah, I mean they were allowed. They were they were doing the Oklahoma thing that they 
did, and then UCF played against a, a Big 12 team, and they that makes it so you can probably score some of the time. So I think this is a really this is a really good look for UCF. I think I hopefully hopefully they they went home even though they lost. They went home with their heads held, um, you know, at least at least kind of high because they had some. Yeah, you know, they shouldn't. They should be way better than they were this year. Like, yeah, that's, but, they, but they, the fact that they aren't. They and played they a good team close, but really they should. That's a game they should really could have considered themselves winning. But I don't think. I mean, like, but. The, the trail maybe maybe we could have maybe we could you could we, we could say that like prior to the season but like this season for them has not been awesome uh, well, UCF. Fair. you know and honestly so that's fair them them figuring out a way to build into almost right. beating the number six team in the country like that's that's yes. something so they're they're considering they're the point out. in the world they are right now yes, yes they, yeah. they could have gotten blown out for sure that's fair yep yeah. absolutely fair yeah. i'll give you that uh, all right, let's talk about the undefeated Air Force Academy. It wasn't a very pretty game, but they beat Navy at Navy 17-6, to mostly because they played much better defense. Navy had to try to throw the ball around, and they can't. Um, it was negative EPA per play for both, considerably. Air Force ran the ball a lot, um, only passed the ball six times, um, got 151 yards out of it, including a, a bomb that a 94-yard bomb that um, is yeah. what basically won the game for them. But uh, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, especially when you got um, rivalry rivalry games against the uh, military teams. So yeah, and and this was this was the most this was so Air Force Navy like this yep. game was just like yep. it was it was just exactly what you expect out of both of these teams obviously you and i both watch the the military academies is, is a lot and so this is really like it just was two military academies playing against each other that's how it felt i mean the, yeah. and the in the stat line for air force is so f- it's just kind of funny you're saying you know they they only passed a little bit but it's still not bad i mean if you're an air force if you're an air force quarterback and you went four for five which is zach larrier did you went four for five and 151 yards passing and a touchdown like that's yeah, you're doing that's great a, that's a lights out passing game yep. from anybody on the on a military school so that's pretty great and then yeah the one the one bomb was to dane kinnaman um and that was his only catch and his only touchdown of the day and, uh, and that's all you need you know that's all you got to do so yeah. it sucks that navy is bad but they'll you know i hopefully they'll they'll get to back to to being better but i think right now air force is the definitive best uh, military school oh yeah by by leaps and bounds for sure yeah by leaps and bounds i mean they're they're maybe the best group of five school period i, so. I, I would agree i would agree i wish we could have like a group yeah. of five playoff at the end of the year to see how right. these guys because i would love to see a air force against uh, you know something like james madison or or them playing right. against tulane or that would be pretty fun Right. No, I agree. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It'd probably be an insult, but it would be kind of cool if they said, hey, the one of these playoff games have to be a G5 versus G5 matchup. So they definitely make it to another round. You know, like that would be kind of a cool thing. Maybe maybe it would maybe it would make them feel short. I don't want to think about it anyway. It was just a cool thought. Yeah. Um, Only worth a a cursory mention because they're on five in the SEC. Mississippi State seven, Arkansas three, Arkansas. I, I don't I, I thought they were gonna be decent and they are bad bad right. they're bad 
Yeah, they're very. It's 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 weird. I also when we started the year, I was like, okay, Arkansas is going to be they're going to be doing something, but yeah, they're not. Uh, yeah. They're not they're around, and, and and especially in Mississippi State's not obviously not good, but they and they only lost by four, but they just can't they just can't get over this hump of like these short you know five points, seven points, whatever. They just can't. Arkansas just can't win. Can't get the rest of the points they need to get a win. That's that's happened multiple yeah. times this year. Yeah, their offense is just not. It's not getting there. Yeah. And they only lost to Damn. Alabama by three. They lost to Ole Miss by seven. LSU, they only oh, yeah. lost two by three. This this Mississippi State only lost by four. So they're like, they're like bad, but like kind of not bad. Like, it, like if no, if, their defense is good. Yeah, if that's it, the problem. If it's two their more touchdowns, good. are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like, they're they are. So it's so funny in this adjusted offensive defense graph. You've got this group of teams kind of near each other. Utah's behind them. Their defense is almost exactly the same, but their Utah's offense is a little worse. Nebraska's just in front of them, and it's just a scale between winning a few more games and not quite winning enough games. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Utah won most of them, you know, and Nebraska is going to probably get bowl eligible, and Arkansas is having a terrible year, and they're all statistically very similar. It's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, a game, also another game with note. Rutgers is six and two. They're bowl eligible. They beat uh, Indiana on the road, thirty-one to fourteen. That's, All right. Yeah, I think that's and Rutgers. Now that we know more about Penn State and Ohio State, um, this Rutgers team doing what they've done this year is is very is interesting because they could. They could do something. They have a pretty tough run. I mean, for them, they have a pretty tough run the remainder of the year. They have Ohio State coming up, then Iowa. They they have Ohio State at home. Then they get, uh, they have to go to Iowa. They have to go to Pennsylvania to play against Penn State, and then they get Maryland at home. So, I mean, they very easily could lose all four of those games, but they, yeah, they could. They're uh, as good as Maryland, probably. Yeah, Maryland's and, actually a little bit better because Maryland's a little bit better offensively, but they're not that far of a jump from Maryland. They're, they are worse than Penn State and worse than Ohio State, and – I don't know about Iowa. I think anybody could beat Iowa if they just score three times, and right. they can do that. Right, and, and and I think Penn State and Ohio State are liable to have bad days, and Rucker, Rucker, sure. Rutgers and Maryland are both the type of teams that can that yeah. can really make it make their lives hard. You know, Penn State has an offensive fall over day shocked like that. If they yeah. both those teams won a close game, you yeah. wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I'm shocked. No, no, no. And so Rutgers, could, Rutgers could mm-hmm. knock off some people. Which would be fun. Sure, I don't sure. Know if I mean, they're, happen, they're good. I, I I said this before, and I'll probably repeat it during the season. Greg Shiano, it was a big L I took there. He really, I thought he was totally out of it. He lost it, lost the touch, but he gets it. He gets Rutgers, the area of football. He'll get a couple more years out of it before it's just too much work mm-hmm. to keep it going. But I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, quick, just quick mention, BC is 4-3 and three after beating Georgia Tech on the road. Uh, also, Baylor in the Big 12 uh, got a win against Cincinnati on the road. Cincinnati just not not ready. Like they're no. just they're way behind. Yeah, like, I mean, really, just way pick farther. Up the pieces. It it's not farther behind than maybe they deserve because if you throw out Luke Fickle, then what were they? What have they been? For sure, for sure. Um, but it is stark. It does feel like oh, like. Well, I thought Houston might be the team that fell, was going to fall off in the conversion, but it looks like Cincinnati might be the team. Uh, and 
Um, a quick mention: Memphis beat UAB. Fuck UAB. <laughs> Memphis five and two, two and one in the AAC, winning forty-five to twenty-one. Yeah, top half of the top half of the American is actually maybe not the maybe not the top half, but the top four teams. You got Tulane, SMU, UTSA, Memphis. I said this earlier. Like all four of these, they're all four of these teams could could beat up on each other um, this over the course of. Uh, the rest of the year, and we'll see. And I think it's going to get us to a really interesting American Championship. However, that however that shakes out, I assume it'll be a Tulane SMU, but even but that'll be awesome. That'll be super fun. So we get Memphis will get um, we'll get Memphis gets SMU second to last game of the season. Um, so they got some more stuff, but they'll they'll I think they'll they'll be really good. I don't know. Again, I don't know if they're better than Tulane or SMU, even maybe UTSA, but they could do some damage to anybody um, right now. Look, look. here's the problem. UTSA is undefeated in conference, and even though they have three losses in the year, there is no reason that they couldn't win every game head-to-head, especially if Frank, uh, what's his name, their quarterback, Frank White, I think, mm-hmm. um, if he's healthy, right? SMU, very good. Uh, their just point differential is exceptional. Um, Tulane, if er- when everybody's healthy, that's the best team in the conference and one of the best teams in the country. But they haven't been. They haven't looked like they've put it all together every game yet, right? And quietly, Rice isn't so bad. Rice is two and one. I think FAU, South Florida, Navy—they're off the pace, and then you really drop off North Texas. But Tulane, SMU, UTSA, Memphis, and Rice—though all of those teams can beat all of those teams, except maybe Tulane probably beats Rice. Pretty handily, but other than that, it's it's all to play for. So, uh, love that, especially because they'll play early week games and they play like off hour games. So, Memphis is in it. There you go. Uh, the Ohio Bobcats have got their sixth win. They won at home against Western Michigan, uh, twenty to seventeen. The Ohio quality MAC team and going to be right there at the end for the MAC championship. Yeah, and that's that side is. Um... Uh, three and three and one in conference Miami of Ohio three and one Ohio and three one three and one uh, Buffalo Bulls all all three and one in conference so that's something and then on the other side Toledo's four and oh and and then you have NIU at three and one but yeah the I mean the east is the real is the real side of the of the Mac and yeah so nobody in the west fun. is as good as Toledo no, everybody no. in the west is second like and they might lose to one of those teams because they could I guess but yeah. they won seven straight they're really good but on the on the east side yeah uh I, I mean, I think Buffalo just happened to get it's a luck of the draw thing, and how Buffalo yeah. just they played the they played the three worst teams in the conference so far. They must have, but Ohio, Miami, Ohio, making a run for it. Yeah, and I, I we've talked about uh, Curtis Rourke a couple of times. Ohio's my my MAC team, so I know mm-hmm. I brought him up. But he's yeah, he's having a, he's having a really fun year, man. Twenty four for thirty nine this game, two hundred seventy yards passing, two hundred seventy five yards passing, and a touchdown. Um, so he's moving around uh, eight points of EPA. So, you know, he's doing a lot. Of, and he's got some wide receivers that he can really, like, throw the ball to and have some fun. Sam Wigglas uh, had 10 catches for 155 yards and a touchdown just, just using that cheat code-like levels to get them to get them a dub. So um, he's got some fun. He's got, he has offense around him to make himself um, look good, and I think he's a quality quarterback. Real, it's, it's really, you know, they have a, the – the heartbeat of a Mac team, which obviously they should, but it re- you can see it in the stats too. It's very Mac football. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you're gonna have a couple teams at the top of the Mac in that rotation of who's good, and it's Ohio's turn. So good for them. Yeah. 
Uh, Georgia Southern gets to f- their fifth win at home against ULM. We kind of talked about the Sun Belt, but I wanted to mention the Georgia Southern win. Um, Bowling Green, 2-2 two and two in the MAC, home win, 41-14 uh, against Akron. Um, Akron is bad. They're not quite as bad as uh, Kansas or Kent State is, but Akron is bad, and I don't know that Akron will ever be good, which is just unfortunate. Yeah, I don't. I think. Yeah, Akron, Ohio. It seems like if you, if if they're lucky, they'll have good basketball, and I don't think even that is going to be that lucky for them. Right. Yeah. Uh, Oregon beats Washington State at home. Washington State is now 1-3 and three in the Pac-12, and even though that's not a surprise if you really pull far back and you look at the teams, the quality of the teams that they're playing and all, but I think that they really hope that they had got a couple more wins in the Pac-12 before this point hits. Oregon, going to be a tough out going forward. They, they still... They still play decent defense, and they just score more than everybody else. And offensively, the, the game really shouldn't even have been that close. They had .45 EPA, almost a half a point of play. Success rate was through the roof. Yards per play was through the roof. Yards per pass, just a ridiculous offensive display for the Oregon Ducks, who are a very good football team. Yes, they are, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop i will officially stop my shit talk in morgan <laughs> I, will, I will officially stop they are more than bo nix they are they are a real team it is it is bigger than that and bo nix has obviously been great all year um when 18 sure. 25 had 293 yards passing two touchdowns in this game but but look the running back game is, is great too bucky Irving, yes. 15 carries 129 yards two touchdowns jordan yep. james 13 carries 103 yards so you know yep. great great little great run there they Oregon is is really having some fun playing offense and here's the thing though too is like this we have yeah we got a wazoo team here that that is one and three in conference and four and three overall but like they they're this pac-12 is a it's a gauntlet it's an absolute they're good gauntlet and so yeah yeah, so they're good so yeah like you you can if you just glanced over even if you just glance over the sure. 12 and, and everything of Washington, you'd go, you go, man, maybe Washington State's not that good, but they are legit. Like, this is good. And yeah. this is a big win. I think this is a big win for Oregon. It shows it shows that Oregon is really, you know, is really coming to play, really doing some heavy stuff. And, and Washington, even though it's unfortunate they got this loss, I think that this, it shows how, how hard it is to win in the Pac-12, and it shows that Oregon is, is, really, is really around. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Uh, a team that's also still around, the Crimson Tide of Alabama, who beat Tennessee at home 34-20, to just stormed back in the second half. And Tennessee complained about the officiating, which could be in play, but they got just absolutely denominated de- in the second half by an Alabama team that I think I heard somebody say this. I don't think I made this up, but has really seemed to figure out how to be what they are. Like they uh, understand yeah. what they are now, and they're just doing it. They're just being what they are, real good, and that's that's trouble. And that, I mean, that feels like just quintessential Saban right there. He's just like, we're yeah. gonna play the game that we're gonna play, and we're gonna keep doing that over and over until we get wins. And that's, I mean, that's obviously what he's done over the course of his of his coaching career there, and and show it. But I was watching as I was watching this game. I was I was with a, uh, some buddies that they're all big college basketball guys, but they don't really watch the college football. But they kind of know. But so I was kind of talking to them about about the the 
the bias that the SEC gets and all that kind of stuff. In this game, mm-hmm. this this game was is frustrating for me as a non as somebody who like has some general salt towards the SEC or at least the hype that the SEC gets sometimes mm-hmm. that it doesn't deserve because these this it's still Alabama and it's Saban coach team. I'm not going to say they're a bad team. Um, but they're they're definitely off the pace, and Tennessee is. Uh, I don't. They're they're fine. I don't. I don't want to say that they're good or right. But the f- there there's people that were watching this game uh, this weekend. You know, watch the watch this game, and were like, "This is why the SEC is great. We got a ninth rank. We got a nine rank, or whatever they were ranked at the time, and they played it tight, and Saban got it done. But but this is this is why the SEC is the best play. And it's just not. And it's and it sucks that. We're watching two very average teams being in being ranked, although deservedly so, at the two places that they are. Like I'm okay with where they where they're ranked. I don't think that they I think that they deserve to be there in regards to the whole top 25. But like, this is an average Alabama team playing against a less than average, like a not that good Tennessee team, and it's like I think people could pat themselves on the back and say like the SEC is great. It's just not the case. Like this is the, this is two teams that are figuring things out, but they're really on build or, or you're trying to figure out. They're not great. Yeah, and I think this year more than past years, people d- seem to understand that. Like I haven't seen people falling all over themselves to call. The SEC, the bit like obviously you're gonna have you know people, but I think in the in the general zeitgeist, people do think, eh, maybe they're not the best. But the problem is, but you have that same problem in the Big Ten, you, outside of the Big Three. Who do you who do you have to balance anybody else off of? Because they all haven't really played necessarily out of conference, right? right? Like you only have a couple of teams. Like Notre Dame, just because of their nature, they have really great. A really good schedule against a lot of spread out teams, and then they took two L's. You know what I mean? Right. You've got, uh, you know, where while Michigan's not going to play anybody until they play Ohio State and Penn State, who didn't really play anybody except for each other, right? Like it's difficult all the way around, and so I just I'm to the point where I've decided as long as I feel like there's a decent spread, that's all I really care about because it's always going to be bad. Um, just as long as it feels like. And this year it feels like, hey, the the Pac-12 teams are getting their due. The top of the Big Ten teams are getting their due. Duke's got a couple of, like, interesting nationally televised games, even though there's only really one really good team in the ACC, so they're there. Um, SECs, you know, they've, they've probably got one team too many, and, you know, one of these smaller conference teams should be there, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the spread is not egregious, so I can live with it this year. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm happy that I guess like if I can try to open my mind up and that I need to have the perspective of yeah maybe it's, it's me just being salty and it's probably yes. everything is probably it's, a little bit better than I deserved. think. It's deserved. Don't yeah. get it wrong. It's deserved. Like they, they had teams way too high preseason ranked and then that carries over and right and teams are too high. Is Alabama like, like, like Alabama right now? If you told me. They're a top 15 football team because of their defense and their coaching. I'd go, yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree. Right? Like, like right now, Alabama versus Utah in a neutral field, that's almost a coin flip. I agree. Right? That's yeah. almost a coin flip game yeah. right now. So, fine. It's fine. Yeah, it is fine. Um, another team that is hard to gauge, but who I think is good, but 
it, it just it's so hard is the Missouri Tigers, who go to seven and one, three and one in the SEC after beating South Carolina, twelve to thirty four. I I think Missouri is good. I like to watch them. I guess that's maybe that's all that counts. Yeah, I just don't. I when we started the season, I thought that they were going to be bad. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad Missouri time. Like they just didn't. Like they had they played uh, Mid Ten State like kind of close early, and I remember thinking to myself at that point, I was like, all right, this is probably just going to be a whatever sort of Mizzou year. Uh, but then they beat Kansas State. Um, you know the next game, and then since then they've they've obviously been rolling. Only they've lost to, yeah. to LSU, and so yeah, I think I I I don't know I don't know if they're good, but I'm I'm okay with them being where they are at the you know whatever sixteen like, and them being seven and one like they deserve to keep climbing until until they show us that they can't. You know they played and they got yeah. Georgia coming up this week, so that'll be that'll be really a, a big test. Like if they just get blown out, then we know you know because I don't think I think Georgia's very very good but i don't think they're it's not a georgia of old so if they're they they have to mizzou goes into in between the the i was gonna say the ferns in between the ferns in between the bushes like uh and they go to get beat up like i'll feel a little bit more that they are not that good but uh you know i'm between the hedges is what what did i say between the hedges i said (laughs) between the bushes Uh, between the hedges i was i watched ferns bushes all the things um, yeah, it stunned me so much. I was having a hard time trying to understand what you were talking about. Between the hedges, yes, yes. But yeah, I don't know how, how I feel about Missouri, but I'm okay with them being good. I'm okay with it. If that's, so here's if that's the thing I'll say about Missouri. They're in, a, they're in a stats grouping with Toledo and Fresno and North Carolina and Ole Miss and South Alabama and uh, Kansas State. They beat Kansas State. One of the really good, true non-conference wins that anybody's had in the SEC. Right. So because of that, they're getting credit from me. Yeah. Um, and it's a great, great win. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great win. Yeah. And they looked really good. They, they had a good EPA. It was a good win against the South Carolina team that is not great but has talent. Um, and you, you know you can't take a you can't take a day off against them, which is the best I can say for him. Fine, fine win for Missouri. Yeah, Brady Cook uh, for Mizzou. He's good. He's good. He's he's throwing the ball around really well for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Wave go to six and one with a home win against North Texas, thirty-five to twenty-eight. Probably a little bit closer than Tulane would like, but again, I think that I want to say that uh, their quarterback Pratt. Yeah, they were working Pratt in. Because uh, he's still kind of recovering from being healthy, um, they look good though. Numbers were good. They didn't play great defense. I mean, that's going to be their overall problem when they start playing real teams. They don't play fantastic defense because North Texas is not that good. But uh, you, you win the games that are in front of you, and your record says your record tells you what you are. So there you go. Yeah, for sure. And uh, they got a good this running uh, running back uh, McKee Hughes M A K H I Hughes. Uh, he's been I I feel like I've talked about him quite a few times over the course of this year, but I'm looking at his stats and it seems a little bit better. But he he for the full year he seems it's not quite as quite as good as I thought, but for this game he was he had twenty he had twenty carries for hundred and twenty three yards and a touchdown, six points of EPA. So they got they got they at least have some guys and Pratt is Pratt builds more, you know, if he's as he feels more confident in his body and getting healthier, like Tulane's gonna continue to be very dangerous. You know, they're 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 if they if they had to play against Air Force, I think Air Force maybe wins. But as of like right in this yeah, moment, but so by too. the time we get to the end of the year, if that's a bowl game that we see or something, like I could see Tulane, you know, really working over whoever they they play. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate that they probably won't play unless they both... Yeah, I don't think there's a circumstance that they both play unless they both fall off to where they fall into the same bowl, which is just too bad. Yeah, it really Because it would be cool to see that. That would be a super Uh, fun game to watch. Unlike a game that wasn't a super fun game to watch and had controversy is Minnesota 12, Iowa 10. Iowa gets that second loss they needed for having just an abysmal offense. (laughs) They had two yards in the second half. But they got, I'm not going to say screwed. I know. That's wild. Offensive uh, offensive failures is impressive, but they had a punt return for a touchdown called back for an illegal hand motion where the guy was pointing at the ball and kind of making a poison wave. But he might have known what he was doing and kind of trying to fake it look like a fair catch. He might not have been. It might have been a bad call. Uh, But I, you know, I just don't care. If you... If you score 10 points and you have two yards of offense in the second half, <laughs> then you've blown your opportunities to make up for bad calls. Yeah, yeah. Like eventually, you got to do more than that. Not that getting 12 points is much better. I don't know why Minnesota deserves it. This would be better off if this was a tie, I think. But uh, it just, that's it. That's all I had to say about it. Yeah, and they're, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. They're, they're rushing. I mean, they didn't even, between the four people who touched the ball rushing, they didn't even get to 50 yards total, and all of those guys touched it like a combined 20 times. So, yeah, just two yards of offense in the second half is nuts. Like, that, yeah. that, film, that film room every week, the offensive film room has to be just pain. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. It's yeah, really bad. It's not going to get any better. They must know it's not going to get any better, so they're not trying to do anything more, but just try to make it what it happened happen, but it's bad. A couple other games just worth a mention. Um, I actually have a set of five of them I'm going to mention real quick because they're all about the same. We can obviously talk about them when we want to. Wisconsin gets to five wins. On the road against the Illini, they win 25-21. to Nebraska gets their fourth win at home against... Uh, Northwestern, they win 17 to nine. South Florida goes to four and four, two and two in the AAC. They beat UConn on the road, 24 to 21. Wake beats Pitt. The saddest shit what's happening in Pitt. Wake wins, goes to four and three. And Oklahoma State, five and two, three and one in the Big 12, could be the team that could play in the Big 12 championship. Very quietly beats West Virginia on the road, 48 to 34. That look, I've. I'll say it, and you guys knew it was coming, but them, those pokes are are interesting. And I was mm-hmm. I was honestly I was honestly been I've been in my feelings a lot about Oklahoma State this year because um, I I want to I want them to be better just because I like when they're good. Uh, but they really like they're kind of they're building, man. There's they, there's just been uh, the theme the thing that's not a theme, but the thing that ha- that's happened over the time that we've done this this podcast. So all and you know this year and last year like. Like that we talk about some teams that really like at the beginning of the year, we didn't really know what was going on. And then and then as the year progressed, by the time we get to the end of the year, it's like, whoa, what is this team? We've we've made note of that multiple times for for Utah. Um, But even like Florida State last year was a real build situation and stuff. And so maybe that's what Oklahoma State can do is really just settle. That's what they're doing. It's 100% what they're doing. And it's great. It's 100% exactly what they're doing. And from a stat perspective, Ollie Gordon, the second had 29 carries, 282 yards, four touchdowns. So he had himself 
a game, uh, which is what you is what you want as Oklahoma State. And yeah, that would be awesome. They go, they just they waltz into the into the Big Twelve championship. I don't think they're as good as Oklahoma or Texas, but like it may not, you know, they get there and maybe they do something on the, on the day. Maybe they build to that point. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but uh, it would be kind of interesting. And then the only other thing uh, to comment just on these games is that I think the I think if I'm a Wisconsin fan today, and I'm a Lou Fickle fan, and I'm also a little bit of a Wisconsin fan, like, I think that either they made it to 5-2 and two overall, 3-1, and one, yeah. and, like, great. I think you're, yeah, I think this is a great start to the to the fickle yeah. era you know he's he's been moving stuff around he's doing some things so i fear wisconsin fan today i think you're doing a, doing okay and i would almost feel this exact the same way if i'm nebraska i'm not quite i'm still maybe a little bit on the fence if i was a nebraska fan on on rule and stuff but the fact that they're four and three right now i think is is showing good stuff going in first year uh, Nebraska had a much bigger crater to climb out of so True. being over 500 and having a shot at a bowl game is great. Yeah. I think you got to be. I think you need to be ecstatic if you're a Nebraska fan. Yeah. Like maybe you think there's another win there. That, you know, there, like there's a, probably a win there that probably should happen. But it was early. It was like right at the beginning of your coaching tenure with your team. So that's the kind of stuff that you trip up on when you're a new staff, and then you build it up. And you know, they get to six wins this year. That you know, if they don't win another game, I think you can probably go. Ah, that was maybe a failure of a year that shouldn't be, but. If they win two more games, then that's a that's probably worth a parade. I, I think that's I, great. Yeah, I would agree. If six win Nebraska team first year, especially yeah, they were not good before that. Yeah, this is yeah. that's what you want to see year one out of the new guy. Yeah, but yeah, Wisconsin's doing exactly what they should be doing, mm-hmm. and they should be very pleased with what's happening. Wisconsin looks great. Yeah, getting and they're uh, running the ball, which I'm sure that they the Wisconsin faithful love. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're balanced. They're running balanced. I mean, they're running a real offense, and and whether that's because they're bridging the gap and they're going to keep changing, maybe they're maturing, maybe this is just what they always wanted to run. Great, I think that they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, quick note: Ball So Hard University did get a win against Central Michigan. Uh, they're moving up to two and six, one and three in the max. So Ball So Hard. Uh, a game that was close. Surprise! Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm gonna say surprisingly, it got a little tight there. It got a little hairy. Texas 31, Houston 24, but Texas ends up winning and keeping keeping the run to the rematch. Yeah, I, 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 there was a time I was watching this game, and I, there was a time during the third quarter where I was like. I was like, Texas is trying to lose this game. Like, they're trying to lose this game. And it was tied up 21-21, and then I think it, I think maybe even got tied up 24-24 too. But then they, what, they kind of, they did the thing that, that teams that are better than other teams in college football did, and they just played the full game. And Houston just didn't quite have a full four quarters in the tank. But that's just the nature of, uh, of so many so many games in college football that happen week over week. And so I think that Houston Houston had it was a great effort from them. I think they should be they should be. They at least shouldn't be too down on themselves, you know, um, about this. Um, no, I, no, I think Texas, well. Texas, yeah, it seems it seems maybe a little closer than the feeling of the game was, um, save that third quarter, or I guess the first half of the game. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's fine. It's fine on both, on both sides. You know, Texas deserves the win and they should continue. I hopefully, you know, voters didn't knock them too hard, which I know, you know, they, with their ranking, um, says that they didn't and, and that's fine. So I'm, I'm okay with Texas winning this way. I'm okay with all of it. It's fine. 
Yeah, they they were they had a bad spot. Um, Houston had went late, and then they had a fourth down that they missed. They outgained Texas. They played really well, considering Texas was like a twenty-four point favorite. It's good, but those are the games that you kind of have data data to win. Yeah, you want to win games like that. Yeah, so. definitely. A uh, big matchup in the MAC, uh, little cross divisional matchup. Toledo beat Miami of Ohio twenty-one to seventeen. We kind of mentioned them, but it just further cements Toledo as the best team in the MAC. I think by a good margin. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, let's see. Ah, ah. We don't have to spend too much time here, but uh, University of Virginia, the Commodores, thirty-one. <laughs> we don't North have to Carolina spend too University. much time here. 27. Finally, the team gets shown for what they are. A team that just surprisingly has the ability to pee their pants once or twice a year. They waited as long as they could to finally do it, but boy, they sure peed their pants. Virginia played a hell of a game. Yeah. An absolute, fantastic four-star game. They just played better all the way across the... the the four corners. Yeah, and and um, yeah, big great yeah, great game for Virginia. They really Virginia just was like today's the day, and they really yep. just they really just put pulled together as a team and really just had a, a good day. Um, Tony Musket, yep. their quarterback, went twenty for 30, 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, through points of EPA. And then Malik Washington, their their wideout, twelve catches for one hundred and fifteen yards, one touchdown, ten points of EPA. So you know they had a guy that really wanted to come and play. Tony could. Tony could throw the ball around a little bit, um, which is great. Uh, but here's the other thing, you know, and I, I would love to talk some more shit on North Carolina. And maybe this is maybe this is kind of inadvertently doing that. But like North Carolina, Drake May at North Carolina, he is a talent, man. He's really he oh, really yeah. can throw the ball around. He's really like the heartbeat. He's an athletic dude. He's doing all the things. And so it's it's so but it's so interesting to look at this these stats because he was 25 for 48. 380 yards passing, two touchdowns, and interception. And I'm sure the interception didn't help. Didn't help. But then he, he also rushed for 26 yards, had a touchdown rushing, and he was between his rushing and and passing. If we com- if I were to combine the EPAs, um, he would be probably negative EPA overall, which is crazy to think that he was moving the ball around that much and still was effectively hurting his team from a scoring perspective, which is just like an interesting thing. But but we can't deny that he's he's not good. But I think Mac Brown Mac Brown <laughs> I, even back in his Texas days, there was times where I was like, "What are you guys doing? This is you guys are way better. There's no reason for this to loss to have happened." And this is kind of what this feels like. I mean, even Amarion, they're right. they're running back um, Amarion Hampton. He had 112 yards rushing on 19 carries, and they had uh, Devontae Walker, 11 catches, 146 yards, one touchdown. So it's you know from that side, from the purely just looking at the stats at the most at the most top level, it's like this is North Carolina team that can obviously move the ball around but but where they where and how they were moving that ball around obviously wasn't enough as we could see from the from some of this negative epa stuff and their epa just wasn't just wasn't as good they really weren't getting the ball into position to score throughout the game even though it kind of feels like they should have yeah i mean if i was being charitable i'd say building what he's built in north carolina is worth credit but i don't want to be charitable <laughs> He just fails at the yeah. times when he really shouldn't, and that's what I want him to have credit for. So, yeah. Uh, this is, this is that, that game. This is that game. Yeah, this is that game. Uh, 
Your favorite SEC University, the Ole Miss Rebs, beat Auburn 28-21. to uh, Ole Miss is 6-1, 3-1 in the SEC. They are still kind of on the outside looking in because they lost to Alabama. Uh, but they beat LSU, and so if tiebreak situation happens, they still got a shot at playing in the conference championship game. <sighs> I, I would hate that. Fuck Ole Miss. Fuck Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I hope the whole shit burns down. I don't care about it at all. Uh, but I will. I will. I will give a nod to to Jackson Dart. He is when I do watch Ole Miss, even though I'm begrudged to do it. I I do have some fun watching him move the ball around. He's a good. You know, he's real ath, real fun athlete to watch. Um, didn't have a crazy game um, passing wise. Ten for seventeen, two hundred and two yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. But but you know more from the visual than than like what's on the stats and how he contributed to the game like he is pretty fun um to watch so i, sh- I can't hate everything even though i want to hate everything <laughs> well uh, i mean I, I think it's the same in unc like if i wanted to be charitable i could say look they they kind of are holding on in d- games that they really should you know games they really shouldn't be able to win looking that way so they put together enough defense and offense to hang in there and they're not I mean like if I told you 10 years ago that you know you'd have pretty consistent 10 to 15 rank old Miss teams you'd think something amazing was happening for, for sure so for sure. you know but that's enough that's enough credit he deserves and he's another team that only gets a little bit of credit on this podcast BYU 27 Texas Tech 14 BYU gets their fifth win um, another team in the Big 12 that gets their fifth win that I want to talk about more, Kansas State 41, TCU 3. Kansas State absolutely takes Texas Christian University out to the wood fucking shed. Kansas State is no joke and could play in the conference championship game. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool that they could play. Like, the Big 12 is is interesting, you know, this year. it's it, We have I don't know, Oklahoma and Texas doing their thing, um, and... And those and they're they're deserving of the place that they are, um, but then you have this top. Yeah, we have this thing like Kansas State. Uh, they lost, you know, losing to Mizzou as we were talking about, and then doing some just some other. They they, I, they were a little. They've been a little bit more, a little lackluster as compared to where I thought they were going to be at the start of the year. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, it's also sort of build. Like you know, it's not they're they're figuring things out even post these losses and being able to do such stuff. So it's like you could have we really could have a mix up at the end of the Big Twelve Conference year that if Kansas State gets in the Big Twelve Championship or Oklahoma State gets in the Big Twelve Championship, like it's not going to be a cakewalk for whoever they play. Nope, I agree. I mean, I, I think that Kansas State, Oklahoma State, both could be tricky, could be a problem for somebody. Iowa State, not as much. I'm not worried about them as much, even though they're 3-1 in conference. Um, I think they got some losses still ahead of them. But um, I think that Kansas State, you know, Kansas State looks like Texas when it comes to the point differential. They're playing really well. I think once you hit BYU and down, you just got some teams that have got some wins but aren't great in yeah. Kansas. But it'll be interesting in the middle of the conference. But um, yeah, they just it's just remarkable the way that they manhandle TCU. Uh, I don't I don't know what I expected at TCU. I didn't expect great things anyway, so uh, it's fine. But um, <clears throat> uh, 
but a team that I didn't expect great things out of, that they're getting great things out of, and is in the running for the conference championship, as we mentioned. UNLV beats uh, Colorado State 25-23 to in what ends up being a little bit of a wild ending game, you know, six field goal game win, including a three-second uh, three left game winner for UNLV. They kind of had to scraggle one out, but... Six and one, man. Six and one. For real. The, the Mountain West, I mean, we talked about it. I think we talked about it last week or the week before. But, man, the Mountain West, I didn't really think about it at all at the beginning of the season. Like, it was sort of, sort of a blip in time, which is which is even worse because we, you know, as a, as, as a Utah fan and coming from Utah, like, the Mountain West was the bread and butter. That's where I, that's where I lived my life. And you and I have, have spent a lot of time in Logan watching football. Um, and so I, I have a, a sort of a kinship. I have a, a real warm spot in my heart for the Mountain West. But at the beginning of the year, I, I didn't really, I was, I, I just, they were just, I was just kind of whatever about it. But this, the Mountain West picture is really like, it's fun, man. UNLV, this is, a, we're talking about a six and one UNLV team, which is crazy. And then at the top, and they're, they're second in the conference to Air Force that I think Air Force is pretty definitively the best team in the, in the Mountain West. But but like they could get got by you know you have it goes UNLV then Wyoming then Fresno State then Boise State then San Jose State and now once you get from San Jose State down nothing really is gonna go on but San Jose State has some offense to be able to do some things Fresno State is a team that I've been watching a lot um, my my team in the Mountain West and and they're doing some stuff and even Wyoming so yeah the the Mountain West season as it as it comes to a close, is going to be really interesting, and I'm ex- I'm very excited for the champ game. However, it is it'll probably be Air Force beating up on whoever, but I don't know if that's for sure what's going to happen. Sure, sure. But Air Force has been very good, um, and the race to see who will play Air Force will be great. I yes. think there's a lot of good teams there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's talk about Michigan 49, Michigan State 0 in the what might forever be mentioned as the Hitler game now <laughs> as Michigan State played a trivia question about where Hitler was born on their giant screen um, during the <laughs> game that had everybody go, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And the set of questions was like, what color is this? What what is the what you know what chemical is this where is hitler born it's just amazing the screenshots of a giant hitler on a giant screen where there was more hitlers on the screen than points scored by michigan state here's what we have to come to terms with we're not going to get enough data points to make a really true estimation of michigan's quality if it's a similar kind of game that Ohio State played to Penn State when Michigan plays Ohio State. I think I think Michigan's considerably better than Penn State. I don't think that's going to be a question. We could talk about this again when that happens. But I think if Michigan beats Ohio State 13 to 10, we're going to go, "Wait, is Michigan really good?" Where right now if you look at how they played their opponents that they've had, Michigan is very very good. Yeah, they've done everything they needed to abate against yeah. these these teams these you know as compared to them these below average teams that 
says that like they're the number two team in the nation. They may be the number one in the team in the nation because we have a similar sort of conversation to have about Georgia, who have they played, what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they've done everything that they've needed to. They goose egg Michigan State. They went into Iowa, beat the, uh, I'm sorry, Indiana beat the crap out of them, beat the crap out of Minnesota, so on and so forth. So I think, I think that I will know more about the Michigan the Michigan um, in two weeks when they play against Penn State than what than I would know when they play Ohio State at the end of the year because if it's tight against so if, even if they lose against Ohio State it's not going to leave them out of the the playoff probably I guess I guess the the Big Ten championship is the is the thing there because whoever only I one of them will be the will be the one and that will be the decider on who goes to the Big Ten championship game so that will be a thing but right. even if that happens I could still see the the committee putting Michigan in you know like regardless oh, yeah, of depending no. on what's going what's going on what I'm talking about doesn't really have anything to do with whether or not they're going to play like they're unless the Earth falls in they're going to play I'm just saying we're not going to have like. We've been asking through these first eight games of the season, like, how good is Michigan? And I'm just saying, we may not know. And we're going to have to judge them on how well they've been beating the crap out of these bad teams. Because that might they may t- might turn out we get to the playoffs, and they're like Georgia was last year, and we're just like, oh, well, it turns out they were really good. And yeah. that's why they were blowing teams out. Like, we just I just want to prepare everyone for that. Yeah, but I think, I, I think the last, the run that they have, they play Purdue coming up doesn't really matter they should do what they've done to everybody else up until this point but then you got penn state maryland Ohio state i think they're beat the crap out of maryland um but that will give me some that'll give me some confidence in their abilities but i really think the penn state game will be like we'll know if they if they win beat penn state by three touchdowns i'm like it's definitive they probably if that happens i think that they deserve to be the number one team in the country they should jump georgia I think that they deserve. I think we learn a lot of stuff about Michigan when they play Penn State because they have to go up to Happy Valley to to get that win. And that's not Penn State was just so bad though. But that's and that's kind of my point though. It was so bad. But if and if Michigan goes in and beats them by more touchdowns than Ohio State does, then we then it's definitive. Then like that's the thing. And I think Penn State is bad, but I think their defense is good and they'll be at home. And so they have all of the right mix of things for me to say. Michigan gets a good win. It is a good win. Michigan is as good as we think. And the rest kind of doesn't matter. Because they'll, you know, if they lose against Ohio State, it doesn't really matter. They could still yeah, get in the playoff I, and beat two teams to win a national championship at that point. I think that they could beat Penn State. And all we've learned is that Penn State isn't as good as we thought they were. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. I just won't. I don't won't be convinced unless they really like look if they if they now now i'm i'm going to take it back a little bit if they score 28 30 35 points on a very good penn state defense then i take it back yeah. then i'll be like you know what they're great yeah right yeah but barring that it might just be penn state's bad that, uh, yeah i don't know yeah that's, we'll see I'm we'll okay just have to that. see how it comes i just want people to be prepared yeah. with the knowledge that we may not understand what they are if things break out a certain, certain way yeah uh, a team that uh, I think we think is good. I think that four spots probably good for them is Florida State. They beat Duke thirty-eight to twenty. Now Duke had Riley Leonard out for the back end of this game. I don't know that Duke wins this game even with Riley Leonard in. Maybe it's a touchdown closer. Florida State's very good. They beat a uh, gamey Duke team. Yeah, I 
I think th this has a this is a very similar feel to to how I feel about that. Like I was just talking about for Michigan playing against Penn State. I, I think that you're I think that you're right like Duke even fully healthy with everything they need they probably still don't win this game um, and so you know Florida State does everything they need maybe and Duke you know Duke puts up 20 on on this Florida State team which I, in in my head kind of scares me but they were they're they're a good team Duke is a good team they're gonna win yeah, more Duke's games a good team. this they're, year they're yeah. probably 20 points on Florida State good yeah. in a general sense yeah, and yeah I, fine and I'm a cool and I'm and I'm uh, them doing that and I don't think that that's a huge knock on Florida State I think I think Duke deserves just based on their talent yeah. alone what they've done this year to have that 20 and for everybody to say that's that's totally fine Florida State wasn't messing yeah. up they just did what it was I think Jordan Travis is very good he's fun to watch um, he's gonna be he's gonna be the Catalyst for Florida State in the in the in the championship game, and as the as we get into the playoff, assuming they don't lose, um, and so like I am I'm totally well, you said it right. Like I think we think that they're good, and I'm I'm on the side of them being good. That they go into especially with how the other you know how the other top top seven teams in the nation are. They could beat any of them but if they got beat by all of them in that hypothetical situation i wouldn't be shocked by it so i'm okay with the four spot i think it's deserving this is the type of game that makes me believe in them even more sure yeah fine uh lsu 62 army zero it's not uh, worth mentioning except for the fact that they're lsu is very good on offense yeah. probably the best offensive team in the country um, and also could play in a championship game and could surprise people, but their defense is really bad. So it's almost a USC situation. Almost, uh, but speaking USC is so of, much worse. Yeah, USC 32, Utah 34. The Utes travel to L.A. and get a nice late drive and a capping field goal to beat a USC team that just is totally – Getting out coached offense to defense. Their defense is poor at, at best. At best, yeah. It's just it's not good. Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams, so they're always going to put up points and stuff. And he's great to watch. He's fun. To win twenty four for thirty five, two hundred fifty six yards, passing, um, no touchdowns. Had three uh, three points of positive EPA. So he's doing Caleb Williams stuff. He's got some guys that he can throw the ball to him around. But yeah, this the USC defense is not good, and you you know that they're they're not good because this Utah offense is, although. They're, I'm, I'm, I just want to talk shit, so I'm gonna say that they're bad, but it's not. I think because based on all of the stuff that has happened to them to this Utah offense, like the fact that they're doing the things that they've been doing, I deserves, I think they, you know, Whittingham and everybody deserve a pat on the back. They're really. They're figuring out some stuff when they're when they lost basically all of the heavyweights that they have on their offense, and I think Rising is now out for the season. Yeah, he yep. he said he was not going to play this year. Yeah, so so you know they they've been really just just cobbling together offense this Utah team, um, and so that they can get a win against a USC team that even though their defense is trash, like that they were always going to have to put up a lot of points. So I I I don't really know what this means. I think that this this shows that the Pac-12 is very good overall. Uh, I don't know how to feel about Utah. Other than they're winning, and that's good, I guess. Um, and USC's defense sucks. Those are the only things I know. Yeah, I mean, look, their offense is better, but Utah is in the bottom 30 in offense. It's bad. But they're yeah. in the top 30 in defense. Right. Uh, you know, but they're, they're, they're matched around teams like Pitt 
and, <laughs> and Arkansas yeah. and Nebraska right. and North Carolina State and Buffalo. Teams that don't have wins or don't have a really good record aren't where Utah is. So they, the coaching makes a lot of difference. And as much as whatever my feelings are on Winningham, which I don't even know what they are, it's a, always a really well-coached football team. Yes, and that's that true. Came to, that definitely happened in that game against USC. I agree. Uh, quick notes, Miami beat Clemson 28-20. to uh, Dabo is a bitch. Uh, Miami <laughs> wins in overtime, even after almost blowing yep. it. Uh, Dabo said something like, oh, well, maybe we need to lose a few times to get teams off the bang ring. Like, he just didn't know he had an ass team. Uh, but we saw through it. Miami gets the win. Uh, Georgia State... Gets their sixth win, beating uh, Louisiana on the road, which is just awesome. Yep, fun little uh, game. UCLA goes to 5-2 and two, uh, with a win against Stanford. And finally, the last game of the night, Washington 15, Arizona State 7. Look, it's a bad, bad game for Washington. But if you say everybody's going to have a bad one in a good conference – then you go, all right, this is probably fine. I, yeah, I think I, I think so, too. Like, it's they they won, and that's all that matters. That's what you got to do. And they, their ranking went up, and, and they're still undefeated, and they're still very good. Um, yeah, I think that their offense was just a little – it was just a, it's an offense that I feel is normally very good and, and, and uh, very professional and is really put together. It was just lacking a little bit. There was time – I texted you. Um, you and, and, and our buddy Tyler that night, it was like, as, are they going to lose this game? And obviously they didn't, but um, there was moments in time where I was like, man, they really just can't get it together. Now, to, to on the Arizona State side, like Arizona State is not – is not as good as like Arizona to me in in my mind, and I'm not, uh, living here, the the sort of thing. Well, what I'll say is Arizona State generally gets a little less hype just because it's in Phoenix and there's a billion other things that are happening in Phoenix. Nobody really cares about Tempe that much, and so you don't really get the the heartbeat of the city versus Tucson, where the school is like really like this is where U of A is. All of these people are employed about it. it really pumps the economy down here. It does all this stuff. So you really, the, throughout the state, I think you really hear maybe some more about Arizona. But my point behind all of that is that I think that whether you're in Phoenix or you're down south by, by me, that that everybody knows that Arizona is a little bit better. They're just scrappier. They're, you know, obviously they're from the win perspective. But that being said, I think that there's there's something this there's some things that Arizona State's doing, even though they look bad, that doesn't shock me that they kind of kept things close on one day against a good team. Are they going to do that? Be able to do sure. that again? No, but like they had the ability to do this on a day. Like this is one of those things. Like that's that football stat that you have to be good today. They were. They they at least started to check that box. Yeah, their defense is probably in the top 45 in adjusted defensive EPA. They play well on defense. Their offense is in the is in the back half. And they're really actually very similar to Utah. One's offense is a little bit better. One's defense is a little bit better. Um, and so it's bad breaks, losing close games. It's probably a little coaching. It's probably young players. But, yeah, they can show up mm-hmm. against anybody, yeah. right? And Washington, look, after all that is said, Washington is like top – 30 defense and top basically the number two offense in the country yeah and so washington will probably be fine yeah i think they will be but the pac-12 is hard man it's it's a it's the i I think it's the conference right now i don't i think it's the one 
I, I, like the the top. I mean, it, it's hard because when you because what we really are saying when we say that is they're contenders, right? It's so hard to judge the middle and bottom, right? So we're saying, look, you got five and two UCLA, you got six and one Utah, you got six and one Oregon State, you got six and one Oregon, you got six and two USC, and seven and zero Washington. Teams aren't getting losing into bad teams, aren't getting themselves eliminated. The quality is at the top. Okay, that quality is as good as the quality in the top of the SEC with Georgia, Missouri, Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss, right? Um, and their middle teams are probably better in the same range as the middle teams. It's pretty close. Mm. Um, and then you have, uh, let's see, you've got the Big 12, who really have two really quality teams and then a couple little step down. So I think the Pac-12 is better than that. And the Big yeah. 10, you have three teams, and that's really it. Right. And the Pac-12 is better at that at the top. And then the ACC, you've got three teams, Florida, Louisville, North Carolina, but I think the Pac-12 teams are all better than those teams, uh, except for Florida State. So, yeah, yeah, I think that they're – I think at the top – of the Power Fives, they're the best. They're, they're the best conference. They have the most interesting, exciting teams. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna just cover that. We're gonna cover the games that were. That's the takes us way more time than it'll be the games to be. Um, if we get an opportunity this week, we will do a little update on our teams we picked and do the review, but. This is my favorite thing to record is this part of it anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this um, is the meat. This is, this is really, we can get into all the stuff as we did we did tonight, which is good. So, yeah, yeah, great, great yeah. week eight so far. I'm excited for, for next week. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into it. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you guys.